I feel the need to tell everyone here that Tyson asked me to quote unquote go easy on them for this episode. He said he can't handle much more heartbreak. My butthole <laughs> has been pried open too many times. Whoa. <laughs> like Captain America with that fucking lock. Just, <laughs> just tearing it open. Just tearing it. No lube. You just raw dogged me. You dogged me raw. You should see what's going to happen in this episode. God. I quit. <laughs> <laughs> this is over. I can't handle it. Going we home. were supposed to be a blend of comedy and getting shit done, and now it just feels like I am being attacked personally. <laughs> Took my best friend away and gave me this shithole. Talking about the devil. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey. He's, stop it. He's the second favorite mouse folk on the pod. <laughs> hey, you know what? Uh, it's it's Riov's fault I'm like this, okay? <laughs> I'm beginning to think Riov's not real, and he's just an excuse you use. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. You don't know anything. <laughs> Your turns out, died. Your turns out his name was Riov, and he just like slowly messed his life up super badly. You know, <laughs> became a born again mouse folk, found God, and then uh, named himself Fievel. And now he always refers to to Riov as his brother, but really it was his previous self who just threw himself in a metaphorical pit, so to speak. God damn. Oh God, the DM solved the puzzle. Oh my <laughs> God. <laughs> To, it's taken me nearly three seasons, but I figured it out. <laughs> you have to kill him now, Fievel. Yeah. Okay. Good, good luck. I know where you live. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Dicey D20. My name is Noah, Dungeon Master, and I am joined here by our players. We have Tyson McKay, the Planeswalker extraordinaire. Tyson, how's it going, my dude? Heartbroken. Still. Get over it. Over what? I'm Rio. heartbroken because I burnt my dinner tonight. Okay. Uh, what was it? You want to tell us about that? or you? Yeah, let's talk about it. Well, it said put it in the oven for 400 and for 40 minutes. And I open it up. Very black. Well, well hold up. Did you mix up the temperature and the time? Did you put it in for 400 minutes at 40? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> That's what they meant? <laughs> Well, this is just riveting stuff here, Tyson McKay. If you don't mind, we're going to move on to Fievel Mausenthrow. Fievel. I do mind. <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, continue. Rogar's dead. <laughs> I just want to remind everyone. Wow. Thanks for thanks for bringing the mood. Yeah, right, Arda right got down. her mind wiped. Okay. okay. Now you Get can introduce. Loose. Now you can introduce Fievel. Now that everyone's sad. Okay, sounds good. Yeah, and you're right, Fievel. Arda did get her mind wiped. You've been bringing that up for a long time, though, so... I miss her. This new love is bringing back past memories of my old love. Interesting, because usually you would think that you would be focusing on the new love, and that would replace all the the heartbreak from before. I don't know if I'm ready for another heartbreak, damn it. Okay, everyone, that's how Fievel's doing, so let's uh, (laughs) let's jump right into things here. (laughs) Who wants to give us a recap of last episode? You know what? I think I'll do it because it's more personal to me. Okay. So come back from the plane that I was in with whatever her name was, or it. The, come back. Blue Heron. The yeah. the Heron with the translucent eyes. Yes, correct. Yeah, yeah. Prevented me from saving Roger. I want to make that very clear to everyone. I very, mean, very clear. Prevented you for a moment, but then sent you back instantaneously, as opposed to you concentrating for. 30 seconds and then being sent back i mean potato tomato potato tomato it's the same thing Rogar died because of her and then i came back fievel came to the town we discussed Rogar's death fievel blamed me i blamed him then we both agreed we'd blame dabble dob and gregory i think mm-hmm. um which is fair Only logical yeah yes. it makes sense and then we prepped the town for the attack that was coming because the oni and his band of offspring coming to fuck us up mm-hmm. so, you know we got rid of the kids we said get out of here kids we don't want you to die and mm-hmm. we said get out of here parker you're useless and then and then we got all the townspeople building walls and traps and pits and all kinds of stuff i was a great general great leader okay and then yeah we got ready then the oni came oh, he wasn't there but the, his minions were there and he was talking to us saying some shit i said some shit back and that's where we ended Tyson McKay, take a cool 500 experience points for that awesome recap. I appreciate it. Do you guys have any questions, comments, or concerns before we begin? What's the Oni's weakness? 
<laughs> Great question. Next. <laughs> what are his strengths as a manager? Well, he's commanding. He has a lot of authority. Uh, kind of seen as a father figure, some would say. Ah, father. So his weakness is that he doesn't have a wife. Let's target that. <laughs> oh my god. You guys just broke the game. You're game breaking right now. <clears throat> He's definitely a strong figure to be leading the Ogrima. I think we can all agree to that. If I scream, this is for Rogar, before I go into battle, does that give me a plus eight on my spell casting? Just a shot in the dark? What? <laughs> when has it ever given you bonuses to just scream random shit in battle? I mean, he's never done it before, so it's <laughs> possible. Yeah, okay. Has anyone ever tried? At this moment, I want a flashback to all the times Tyson McKay has screamed random shit in combat, because it's all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Just a clip of all of the... No, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I mean, look, I, I'm actually torn up here. I might give you a little bonus. I feel like you're fighting f- for a lot more than, uh, than you usually are, which is pretty much nothing. I mean, do I... I really like Rogar that much. Are you sad that he's gone? A little. Okay, so maybe not the bonus then that we were thinking of. (laughs) Yeah, so Tyson McKay, with your recap, you were correct. The you and the townspeople of Traverse kind of made safe the town after sending away all of the, you know, the older members of the community, the kids, you know, expectant mothers, young, young boys, you know, not ready to, to take up arms and fight. But there are 24 human men who are prepared to stand with you guys against the Oni and the Ogrima. You spent the better part of the day getting the fortifications for the town built, logs used to make walls, which are over 20 feet tall, and they've kind of blocked off the the main street of Traverse, right? Now, obviously, there were buildings and houses outside of the main street, both to the north and to the south, and so the last thing you guys saw were these very large, physically impressive specimen leaping from roof to rooftop and uh, approaching you guys from the side, where all of these human warriors, I think Tyson McKay, you were up there as well, uh, are all standing on the roofs, ready to defend the town of Traverse. It was at that point that the Oni delivered a speech to you guys. Check out the last episode if you, if you haven't heard that yet. And then we were going to hop right into it. Fievel, you were, you were flying above the town, correct? Kind of like Peter Pan, yes. Okay, Peter Pan, oh, wait, but you, with four arms. You were actually flying. <laughs> I thought you were sitting on Chomper's back. I think that was actually very specific that you were doing that. <laughs> yes. yes. The bat wings <laughs> and everything. Okay, okay. <laughs> all right, sounds good. So, gentlemen, allow me to set the scene. It is nearly past midnight. The moon shines high in the sky, and most of the human warriors are sitting or crouching, as well as standing atop the roofs which kind of line the houses on either side of the street, which has been fortified. There are human warriors which are on the ground behind some makeshift waist-high walls, which were obviously set up in front of all the traps that were laid on the ground with the the spiky boys. Now, the, the speech has just been made to the group of you guys. However, the next thing to occur, uh, presence, which makes itself known, Tyson, in your mind, and it begins to speak to you. Dad? Uh, no, it's not your dad. Um, I don't think, at least. It's not Rogar either. The voice is actually <laughs> very familiar. You've heard it three separate occasions now. Well, this will be the third. Okay. It says, Planeswalker, you cannot save the town. You could not even save your friend. Oh. He died alone in the dark of the cave, waiting for you to return. I will so, return. <laughs> okay. <Fuck you>. <laughs> the only continues to speak. He says, I will be waiting for you where your friend drew his last breath. You bitch. You're not even here, coward. So you hear him chuckle in your mind, and he says, I do not need to be there. Those townsfolk are no match for the Ogrima. I'm going to wipe your children off this earth like you wiped Rogar off this earth. So you are a coward then. I knew I was right. You ran away rather than standing and fighting alongside your friend. You won't even face me now. You know what? This little bitch is about to get it, Yevil. Huh? What's happening? 
<laughs> Would it kill you to pay attention to something? For no, like... I'm I'm playing my character. I'm flying fucking eighty feet above this guy's head, and what he's, he's is he shouting at the top of his lungs? You know what? I am very sorry. I apologize, Fievel. You are correct. Tyson yeah. Cade, he's he's up eighty feet in the air. How's he gonna hear you? You crazy That's... motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Easy. <laughs> I like the ferocity. I like it. Provoked. Hundred experience points. <laughs> I I spell it in fire. I say this motherfucker is gonna. I spell a lot of words wrong because I don't know how to spell or write. I feel like you'd just be <laughs> destroying the town you're trying to save. I look to my Drake and say, "Oh my god, a forest fire!" <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I better help these people though. That's what Rogar would want. Yeah. Fuck you, Oni. I'll finish you when I'm done with your kids, you little bitch. Okay. You hear laughing which is emanating in your skull and it becomes louder and louder until the point where you can't hear anything else. You know, the cries of the human people, you know, rallying up and getting ready for the fight. You can't even hear Chomper's loud roars as he gets ready for battle. All you hear is the laughing inside your skull. But can I hear the dark thoughts that emanate in there as well? I mean, <laughs> even though seem drowned out by the laughing. Oh, this is nicer then. <laughs> <laughs> The laughing dies down quietly over the next few seconds, and this is when we are going to begin combat. I am going to need initiative rolls from everyone involved, please. Shit. Weak roll to start. That's a six. Wow, for Tyson. Fievel, what do you you got going on here? So, Boy Chopper's got a 22, because he's going to be fighting independently, and uh, Fievel's at a solid 13. Okay. First things first, we are going to be starting off combat with one of the Ogrima. So the Ogrima leaps from housetop to housetop and lands on the southernmost house. Here we have a couple of humans. Tyson McKay, you are at the end of the road, so at one of the corners, nearer to the forest where you and the Oni were kind of exchanging words because you know you heard his voice coming from the forest. Yes, the pleasantries we had. Yeah, exactly. Now, the Onis, as you can kind of see them in the distance, Tyson, you're obviously seeing in heat vision. Fievel, you're just seeing very large, very strong, thick corded muscle and dark green skin. One of the Ogrima stands in front of a group of humans using his axes. He is going to slice down and forward at these human folk. Run! Cowards, run! (laughs) With a 17 pluses to hit, he absolutely slices into one of the humans. Uh, So he kills one with his first strike. Oh, Jesus. His second strike is a nat 20, where he decapitates the next human. He also has one third strike due to his speed, which he does hit with. Uh, But this human actually remains standing, which is fantastic. Hey, he's one of the better ones. Yeah. 14 damage. And we are now moving right along to Chomper, who is next in the initiative roll. So how much flying speed does Chomper have? on my Pinterest. <laughs> okay, we'll hold up while you pull out Pinterest here. Follow Justin on Pinterest or whatever you do on there. We'll go with his speed is 80. Cool. How okay. far is my fly, Noah? I don't know. Usually a few inches. It starts at the place of your pants <laughs> and it goes down to, you know, the crotch of them, so... <laughs> All right, and we're back with the Dicey D20. It is now Chomper's (laughs) turn. He's got a flying speed of 80 feet, which is just enough for him to rush down towards the house where that first Ogrima landed, killing two humans and slicing into another one quite expertly. Chomper's going to try and grab him in his claws, raking his claws against the Ogrima. That is a seven. Plus seven. That is not enough. So as his first swoop flyby, he misses. He can turn expertly and, and come in for a second. Well, he's 80 feet in the air. Yeah, no, he can't do that. He is going to end his turn soaring away from that Ogrima. So that is going to be the, his first move there. I don't want him to let loose a jet of flame and destroy some houses or some humans. I also come on, think, you pussy. Do yeah, it. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? This is a logging town. You are surrounded by dry timber. I, I think I need to make this very clear. We are moving right along to the next Ogrima, who is going to be leaping from house to house in the same style as his predecessor, and he is going to land on the exact same rooftop that Tyson McKay is on. Uh, Tyson, he's going to rush towards you and slash at you with his axe. With an eight pluses to hit, he has got a 15. Is that enough, Tyson McKay? 
Yes. 15 is a tie, so I think that's a yes, right? So he matches it. He's also going to hit with a 17 pluses to hit. His four pluses to hit is not enough, however. So Tyson McKay, you're going to be slashed twice. Tyson, you're going to take 12 on the first axe strike. Is that it? And you're going to take 13 on the second axe strike. Oh, my God. It's like he's not even trying. I'm glad that you think so. We are moving right along to a, another group of our very nice humans, two of which are dead. They are going to try and strike at him with their pikes. They miss the first strike, and the next human also misses the second strike. Their pluses to hit are not enough. Damn it. The other two humans in this group are actually going to use part of their turn to climb up to this rooftop and try and attack the Ogrima on the rooftop. They saw their, their friends getting hurt up there, so they want to join in the fight. They're also going to try and strike at him, makeshift swords and pikes, a six plus there to hit, not enough, an eight plus there to hit, not enough. And we are on to the third Ogrima. This one is going to leap into the air and he's going to cast Levitate on himself. Okay. Oh, so casting, so <laughs> casting levitate on himself, he is up in the air now, and he is going to start raining down terror with one of his bows. Every time he uses his bow, he will obviously be making a concentration check to keep himself up in the air with levitate. He is going to let loose two arrows towards the humans who have all kind of gathered around his buddy. One with absolutely a strike, that's an 11 plus is to hit. The other one with a 15 pluses to hit and he's got his damage 10 with the first shot yeah he does kill one of the humans that was already damaged 11 damage on one of the other air though still alive this is a good question that you that you pose tyson mckay with a 19 he stays in the air for his first action which is shooting and he stays in the air for his second so he is up in the air about 20 feet the next two agrima that we've got going on are going to uh swarm the street at the same point that their 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 friend swarmed it at, just kind of overtaking by brute force. They're going to leap onto that rooftop, cutting down any humans in their way. A 14 with an axe strike, a 19. These are before their pluses to hit. The humans just getting absolutely demolished here. The human which was shot with the arrow killed immediately. Another human killed immediately. Doing well. Uh, strong Doing start. well so far. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Give up. Uh, Chopper, burn the houses down. It's worth it now. Deep, damn it. <laughs> the second Ogrima who is going to land on the rooftop with a 17 on his first strike, he is going to cut into a human, dealing 10 damage, so not killing him. His second attack, however, he rolls a nat 1, slicing his friend in the back. Oh. Nice. As he does so, dealing him 14 damage. Good. As he looks at him all sexually and stuff. <laughs> like that cut. Ogrima. <laughs> okay. Another group of humans is on the ground, as are the group of humans following them. They're in groups of six, by the way. They are going to hold their positions on the street. It's very, very crowded up on these rooftops. They see how it's going. And they don't want to throw any of their you know, spears or, or any kind of weapons up there. They have a risk of hitting their friends who are still up there. We're now on to Fievel Mausenthrow. Fievel, you were flying right alongside Chomper before he took a dive towards one of the Ogrima trying to get at him with his claws. What is it that you would like to do, my friend? How far is the Ogrima levitating away from me? That's a good question. You were right above the street, meaning that he is 60 feet horizontally and 60 feet vertically beneath you. He's... And uh, what's my fly speed, since that's pretty new as well? Jesus Christ. I mean, I <laughs> what's your walking speed? Phil, where the hell's your walking speed, you stupid mouse? Oh, there it is. 25. Okay, I'll give you a flying speed of 35. I think that's fair. Is that, what if I scurry? Does that count? Does no, that does not too? count. Does not count. I can't scurry with wings? <laughs> no, you definitely can't. The word scurry doesn't even... No. That's the word like, scurry means that's on beastus, bro. That's beastus. Beastus. <laughs> File a complaint. Put it in the box. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm just gonna have to hit him with a ranged attack. I think. I think that's the uh, that's the plan. So I'm gonna breath attack. What is the range of your breath attack? Let me tell you, DM. All right. <laughs> that's why I asked. You also fly towards him, yes. thirty-five feet. 
Okay. How unprepared are you for this? You know what? I can't reach him, alright? It's fine. I, I mean, will fly. To- fly towards him. And I know. I, I still can't reach him. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Why so didn't what's... I pick uh, some teleporting fucking beast master? Like, I just got screwed over. Okay, Fievel, you fly down 35 feet. I still can't hit him. What if I just go for, like, a throw? What am a I throw throwing? What? Clouds? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we agreed we weren't going to drink during these episodes. <laughs> Hold on. Like, let sober. me look at some spells real quick, see if I could hit him with anything. Please, by all means, take as much time as you'd like. <laughs> <laughs> Can I KO this guy if I dropped good berries from that distance by the time they hit him? Do you think no, he'd get if anything, and... you'd heal him. <laughs> also, what's uh, what's his dropping speed? Could you just drop on him, like plummet? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you could you could use your action to dash. See, what if I feign death in the middle of the air and then I would plummet? <laughs> well, you'd actually be plummeting. You're not magically <laughs> flying. <laughs> you're flying with wings. So if you tuck those bad boys in, you're just falling. Uh, no, I don't know if I can do anything this turn. That sucks. What was okay. your plan up there? Yeah, you're definitely oh, going to want to get to a spot where to, you I have to stuff. reach him. I didn't realize I was that high in the air, but Look at me, just testing out these wings. Okay. You well, said you were uh, 80 feet in the air. You chose this. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even stop you from choosing 80 feet. I just let you run with it. I figured you had a reason to be that high. I blame Dyson. <laughs> that guy's cancer. Yeah, people are, are dying left, right, and center. And you guys have lost four humans already. We got 20 more. Yeah, you know think they thought they thought they were just gonna walk away you know no blood skewed no no shield shields broken they know? definitely thought you guys were gonna help they definitely <laughs> thought you were gonna help <laughs> i haven't had a turn yet <laughs> yeah so i'm just gonna have to fly closer and i guess take out my trident for for next turn okay where are you flying to i'm flying to get closer to this uh the, the one that's levitating Okay, sounds good. So you've pulled your trident out, and you are flying 35 feet towards him in a diagonal line that leaves you with 85 feet remaining. Okay, good. Got plans for next turn. And the Don't turn Don't worry, listeners. Yeah. You know, fuck Thank this guy up. I just have to get there. Thank God you have a plan for next turn. Because <laughs> this has been a disaster. Fantastic. Sorry. Okay, so we are on to the last of the Ogrima in the initiative lineup. This one is going to leap up to join his friend, raining arrows towards the humans, but this time he is very much privy to Fievel Mausentrov up in the air. His first bow strike is going to be a 14 plus his to hit of 6. Does that strike you? Ties, so yes. Okay, so Fievel Mausentrov, you are going to take 16 damage from one of the bow strikes. Ah! The second one... (laughs) Okay, so the second bolt missing you, whizzing through the dark night. And Pull we are... it out of my chest and I scream like an animal that I am. <laughs> okay, you can scream like an animal and do stuff on your own turn. We're now on to the rest of the humans. This yeah, but... team of humans, this band of humans, are going to actually be rallying to Tyson McKay. They're oh. going to climb up onto the roof there. Uh, my people. <laughs> and they're going to begin stabbing wildly at the Ogrima who is there. A oh, four? I thought it Tyson. <laughs> Got him. He led us into this suicide. <laughs> a four is not enough to strike. An 18, however, hey. means that one of the humans hacks into the Ogrima. I point out him. I you're now a general. <laughs> <laughs> this townsfolk is going to do eight damage. Woo! A third is going to land a strike with a 17. You're a he's general. going to deal... <laughs> My God, you're like Oprah. You're a general. You're a general. Everyone here is a general. However, the last two humans miss their strikes. You're a peasant. (laughs) Tyson McKay, we are now up to you. There is you. There is six humans on the roof. However, only five of you are able to kind of crowd around the Ogrima to strike at it, right? So there's one guy who's kind of hanging in the back. He's hoping no one notices this. Thank Jesus. Um, Where are the... Most Ogrimas. Ogrimas. The most Ogrima are towards the eastern, 
block, so they are on the same row of housing that you're on, and they are three roofs away from you. How far are they from each other? Five, ten feet. They're all on the same roof. And how many of those three? Slaughtering a bunch of humans. There are three of them there, correct. Okay, well, Tyson is going to disengage from this guy. Ooh, that's and, an action. Uh, wow, sorry, I'm gonna I'm gonna move past. That's an action. Damn it! <laughs> move, <laughs> moving sorry, past yeah, him is not an action. <laughs> how to spend their turns as you spend the next work getting towards Zogrima. I'm gonna move past him and allow opportunity. Okay. Yeah, unless he's got other things to focus on, like the other people. He does, but he misses his opportunity attack on you with a four. All right, and then I take aim at the ones across the roofs from me, and I cast my six-level spell, and I flex on them. Uh, I, I point Hellfire, and I cast Chain Lightning. Oh, dear me, Chain Lightning. Give our, give our audience a little bit of a description of Chain Lightning, just in case they've never heard of it before. Mazur casted that on me that one time, you know? And then he killed himself. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Tyson, no! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, also, so, not everything's about you and Mazar, by the way. You well, bring this up all the time. We had a big romance, and then he hurt me by telling me to kill my beast, and, you know, that's where the heart gets tender. Okay. Can I do my Thank- turn now? Thanks for sharing. <laughs> I appreciate this in the middle of combat. So, I create a bolt of lightning that arcs towards the target of my choice that I can see within range. Range is 150 feet. I checked before I cast it. Wow. And the, like the opposite of Fievel. <laughs> three bolts can leap from that target to as many as three targets. They all roll a dexterity saving throw, and then I won't tell you the damage they take until I roll it, because it's a fuck ton. Okay, fantastic. So, casting it at those three, let's see the dex roll. Okay, the first dex roll is a nat 20. Okay. So, plus so the dexterity. Yeah, so plus their dexterity, you're looking at 24. Yeah, he takes half and all. Okay, okay. sounds good. I understand. Uh, we've got a 15. That's including the dex check. Okay, so he he, he fails. Okay, so the second one. And then the third one is a 20, not nat. Okay, so he passes, but just two takes half. One takes full damage. 39 damage for the one. That succeeded? No, that was the fail. Okay, that was the fail. Uh, okay, so that one takes 35. Also, congrats on the new spell, man. Chain lightning is dope. Well, I can swap it out whenever I want. <laughs> Shut up. Oh, baby. 50. Oh. Five zero. And then I uh, flex on the haters, you know? Quit flexing. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> Do something. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, that brings us up to the next turn. He's not dead? No, they are not dead. What the? Are they sad at least? Uh, you can't tell their emotional state, but but yes. <laughs> we are up to the top with the very first Ogrima, the one who landed on the roof with the humans. He is going to wheel and deal some damage here. There are two that are left alive. He is going to hack at them with his axe. He is going to be dealing some damage. Yeah, with even the dice rolls, he takes out the last of the health of the human who was dealt 10 damage last turn. And there's only one human remaining. His damage on this guy, the human is miraculously still alive. Thank you. Yeah, you got this. Yeah. <laughs> Hang in there, buddy. Yeah. Help is okay. on the way. Fievel <laughs> will get there eventually. <laughs> okay, it is now Chomper's turn. Chomper is going to turn abruptly and direct his flight towards the two Ogrima who are shooting arrows at everyone. Okay. Help me. He is Help actually me. going to. <laughs> He is going to land on the house immediately in front of them. He yes. is going to bite at them. I think that makes the most sense with all of his heads. It does more damage anyway, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, would you like me to roll for him, or would you like to roll for him? Uh, you know what? Give you, give you some action in this. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm not rolling nearly yeah. enough. Okay. <laughs> okay, so he's going to bite both of them quite expertly. Good job. Okay. So 15 to the first one. And the bite of the second is going to be 11. Good job, Chomper. You're my favorite. He's also going to try and tail swipe both of the Oni who are in the air. But with a 2, they Plus expertly seven. dodge. 
plus. <laughs> Still a miss. He expertly dodged his tail swipe, but now these, these Ogrima are obviously focusing on Chomper here. We're moving right along to the Ogrima who is on the rooftop with Tyson McKay. He's surrounded by a bunch of these humans who are attacking him pretty viciously with their pikes and their spears. This Ogrima is going to start by casting Blur on himself, and his body becomes blurred, shifting and wavering to all those who can see him. And all of these humans are going to have disadvantage on their attack rolls against him because, you know, they obviously can't see very well. He, he just looks like he's constantly shifting. You know that, that move Double Take or whatever it's called in Pokemon? It's exactly like that. Like Doctor Strange and the Avengers? Yes. Exactly like that. Wow. Okay, so he is blurred, and we've got some humans coming up next. There's only one human on the roof with those three Ogrima who are left. You got it. He's going to turn and try to run, but the Ogrima is going to get an opportunity attack. Ah! Hacking him in the back, and his body falling from the rooftop, thudding very loud. I should have killed you myself. (laughs) Two Ogrima who are in front of your boy... Chomper are going to fall to the ground allowing their levitate spells to end and they are going to quickly run dashing between the streets of Traverse making their way to the main street but they are are not going to have themselves be so easily outmatched by a drake. He is going to take an opportunity attack from Chomper as a bite but Chomper is going to roll a nat 1 smashing his face the left one who no one cares about smashes its face into one of the roofs of the houses. He gets some splinters and those nice, pretty gums of his, and he is going to take two damage. I just got his teeth done. (laughs) Okay. So Chomper takes two. Now moving right along to the other two Ogrima who are on the roof with what were, you know, a troop of humans. Those humans all being dead, they both jump down to the street landing with loud thuds and run towards the center of the street of Traverse there are humans who are obviously taking cover behind the makeshift walls that they've made those waist high walls with their spears and their poles on top of them the Ogrima are going to leap over them seemingly hanging in the air for a second as they do so and they're going to land on the inside of this little crow's nest that these humans have made, right? They've put all these walls in a circle, trying to protect from all directions, but the Ogrima have landed inside that where there are no humans, and they are just going to turn and start hacking and slashing. Didn't see that coming. Humans from behind. One of them impales a human on his sword and throws him into his friends. And with a 19 pluses to hit, he is going to slash at another human, dealing enough damage to instantly kill him. Who hurt you, Noah? <laughs> Rogar did. <clears throat> the second Ogrima is going to attack in the same direction as his buddy with a 19 and a 14. Are they the really first helping? strike is enough to kill one. The second strike is enough to kill another. They will cast some wolves or some shit. I can't see the ground, damn it. You want me just to cast them and have them <laughs> fall from the sky and I'll die? Idiot. Yes. Okay, we okay. are now on to the humans. <laughs> who are in the center of the town. There are still eight of them alive in this defensive position, which has now been overtaken by these two Ogrima. They are going to turn and start hacking and slashing, stabbing at them. A hit from one. You're a general now, too. A nat 20 strikes one of the Ogrima through the calf, impeding his movement if he chooses to run. So that guy's a corporal. Double damage on or that. Or a captain. I don't know what's the higher. What's the highest? I don't know. President, you're president of this town now. <laughs> Jesus. I have that power. That not 20 dealt 20 damage, by the way. Holy oh. tits. That's way more than Fievel's done. Get this guy a medal. <laughs> get, get him the presidency. The next human with a 19 is going to deal 7 damage. Why weren't these guys on the roof? Who knows? <laughs> the next human is going to miss. The human following him is going to miss with an 8. The human following him is going to miss with a 10. A 12, still a miss. And the last one, a 2. Oh my goodness. Okay, so, so a little bit evenly matched there. Get on. No, you're all gonna die. Fight for your life, damn it. Devil, we're now on to you. Is that who you're gonna open up by just screaming at them? From, <laughs> from obviously your position of great experience in this battle. Words of encouragement. Your families will get 
Okay, choose what you're going to do. Focus on your turn. Stop focusing on dialogue. <sighs> okay. Where's the closest, you know, thingamabob? Those levitating bastards. There, there are no more levitating bastards. The levitating bastards drop down to the ground, and they are unseen by you. They are moving in between the alleyways and the houses on the on the ground. They were avoiding Chopper's bites. Okay. Now, so how far are they from me now? Well, you're not sure. You can't see them. What you can see is almost directly beneath you. There is an Ogrima who is standing on a rooftop, multiple humans around him dead. There are two more in the middle of the town, in that defensive position with all of those humans. They overtook that defensive position by leaping over, and they're now in the center just making cake. They're waking in bacon, my friend. Yeah, well, come pick me up. <laughs> we one, should get out of here. Uh, yeah, there's also, yeah, you guys should <laughs> there's also one which is on the rooftop with Tyson McKay, but that one's the farthest one from you. Perfect. I could hit this guy with a breath attack. Are you moving closer first and then hitting him with the breath attack? Yeah, let's move another 30 down and yeah, then we'll fire a, a breath attack on him. Okay, he rolls a two, so he does not get out of the way. Feel my wrath! <laughs> oh, wait. I'm rolling a d20. Oh, God. Feel my wrath! Let's do that again. <laughs> what kind of damage do you have going on here? 37! Oh, seven! My goodness, well done. That's for the arrow blast that you didn't do to me. <laughs> so you are 30 feet above the original Ogrima, who leapt onto the roof and, and initiated this whole thing, the one at the top of the initiative roll. We move to one of the Ogrima, who is right now skulking in the streets, running towards the main part of town. He is unseen by you guys on this turn. All right, we are moving right along to the humans who are on the roof with Tyson McKay and that one blurred Ogrima. They're going to be rolling their attacks at disadvantage. A 19 brought low to a 4. The second one, a 17 brought down to a 2. The third one, a 2. <laughs> uh, and the 13 was the second roll, so, so still not enough. A 16 brought down to an 8. The 8 is not enough either, and there's one more left here. A 6... And a 13. They all miss as the Ogrima being blurred just is psyching them all out. Just absolutely dodging, moving out of the way of their attacks. What is this magic? (laughs) We're now on to Tyson McKay. Tyson, you are on the roof with this Ogrima directly behind you. There are also two Ogrima on the streets. You can't see them. But last you saw, they dropped down out of the way of Chopper's bites. There are the two Ogrima who you actually, you know, chained the lightning to, which are on the roof well, they were on the roof with all the, the dead humans. They're now in the group of those humans in the center of the street. And there is one Ogrima left on that original rooftop. So what would People you like to do? People need to clear out so I can fucking hit these things. So the one on the roof was one I hit as well, right? The one on the roof, correct. You hit him as well. That all was right. the one who was actually just struck by Fievel's breath attack. Oh, wait, Fievel, are you right above him? Kind of diagonally... Oh, thank God. I turn around, I say, sorry for your house, and I flame strike him. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, not the house, Tyson! I s- <laughs> we don't care about I... the people. We just wanted to move into these homes when the battle was done. Oh. You're ruining everything. <laughs> yeah, I flame strike him, though. Oh, God. Okay, so uh, can you explain flame strike for our audience? A vertical column of divine flame roars down from the heavens in a location I specify. Each creature in a 10-foot radius and a 40-foot high cylinder centered on a point within range must make a dexterity saving throw. Creature, well, I won't tell you how much it takes, but roll dexterity. Got a 14 to 18, so an 18. Yeah, listen, okay, it's an 18. All right. So he makes it. He matches. Whatever. (laughs) Fuck, he still takes damage. <laughs> Sorry for your house again. I mean, you didn't kill them fast enough, so I gotta do this. So he takes 23 damage. Tyson McKay, you kill one of the Ogrima. Look, it, you can move into another house. There's tons of dead people. I'm sure you could find one. And I, I'm explaining to the people that are fighting the blurred thing. Tyson McKay, you're going to take 2200 experience points, my friend. Uh, that's it. <laughs> Fievel, the game we're playing is going to be XP to the victor, but also half XP if you you know were helping out on this guy, which you were. Okay. So feel free to take 1,100 experience points. You have earned it. I will, yeah. We are now to the top of the initiative rolls again, but Tyson McKay, 
running in on the street from outside, you see a human. It looks like uh, one of the older men. He is holding his stomach, and you can see blood streaming through his fingers. He's waving at you up on the street. So he is, at this point, nearly 40 feet from you. And he says, Planeswalker, Planeswalker, the beast has them. Oh, my God. It's a trick. I guess I say who, even though it's not my turn. It's fine. You know, the combat's still kind of whirling all around you guys. There are humans who are stabbing at the Ogrima behind you. There are the Ogrima and the humans fighting in that center pit. Fievel's still just, you know, basically top gun. Tyson, why are you talking? Help help us fight. (laughs) Shut up. And, you know, the talking is going on as you guys are casting spells and, and fighting here. The old man says, Planeswalker, the... The, the beast, he has some of the children and the women who left earlier today. Okay, I wave to Fievel. I say, I need a ride. I'm pretty far away. I Fievel? just see wave. I wave back. Come here. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to keep everyone in their initiative roles. Tyson McKay, he's just, he's trying to ask you to come and help. Yeah, I know, he, but you know, it's a trick he, if I go alone. He'll eat me alive, you. Noah. Well, you've done pretty well so far. Well, I used my level six spell already, so <laughs> that is fair. All right, fuck it. I jump off the roof. I say I'm gonna die today. Might as well do it with Rogar. So I go, fucking, let's go get the kids. Okay, so Bye, Tyson, hero. Okay, wow. you are following the old man as you approach him. He smiles at you with thanks, and he says, "Thank you for coming. I, I can't, I couldn't help them. I can see that." <laughs> <laughs> he says, do you know the way? Uh, I do know the way. Let's go. I was okay. hoping I could do this after I avenged Rogar, but I guess I'll die with him too now. So he grabs one of the spears from the ground and he says, I'll go help you. No, no, you you stay. You get help. Go into the houses. There's some women in there that, that can patch you up. So Don't he looks at you and he says... <laughs> he looks at you and he says, What kind of a man would I be if I just turn and ran? A smart one. Now get over there. <laughs> and I he looks and at you and he says, Intimidation. Intimidation. Whoa. <laughs> Roll me a d20. Fucking 18. Ooh. Uh, dude, he looks at you. Plus Dead four, in the plus eyes. I'm, I'm telling you, his role right now is a 19 plus his charisma, which does not match your role, but nonetheless is strong, my dude. <laughs> He looks you in the eyes and he says, I'm a logger, son. I ain't never been one for learning. <laughs> Me neither. Wow. So Dad. he begins to run into... <laughs> so much respect. He begins to run into the forest and, uh, you know, he's, he's hobbling, but he's, he's on his way towards the Oni's cave, which you, you are familiar with. I mean, I don't want this guy. Oh, okay, fine. Fuck it. Let's go. Whatever. I guess I can use some fodder. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Okay, so ladies and gentlemen, we are going to continue with one round of combat as Tyson McKay and the old man disappear into the darkness of the forest surrounding Traverse. We are back to the top of the initiatives. However, there is one... Fievel, you are just... There is a swarm of things going on right now. Chomper is biting in between the houses trying to catch two of the Ogrima. You are flying to... I want to yell coward to Tyson because I think he's retreating. Okay, well, he's he's clearly not retreating, but I mean... (laughs) It's up to you. We're now on Walker has left us. <laughs> Abandon hope. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, okay, so Chomper is going to turn, frustrated that he cannot catch the Ogrima who are between the houses. He leaps into the center of town, being careful not to jump on any of the humans, and with his three heads begins biting viciously at the Ogrima, the two of them. He is going to, with his first attack, hit with a 15 pluses to hit. His second attack hit with a 16 pluses to hit. And uh, I know you say he has two bite attacks, but I think it just makes sense that all three get to bite if he gives up his tail attack. So we're going with it. With a 14 pluses to hit, he also strikes there. With his damage, we are going to be looking at for the first bite. Uh, So 21 damage to the first of them. His second bite is going to be 8 Right. His third bite, oh, 25 geez. damage. Yes. Good job, Chomper. Yeah, I didn't even need to be there. Hey, that was that was Kuzumbo, eh? <laughs> sorry, sorry, who was that? <laughs> you know, y- your boy Kuzumbo. No one cares. Okay. <laughs> on to the 
Ogrima, which was blurred and surrounded by all those humans on the roof. He is going to now begin attacking viciously as he's blurred. He's got an 18 on his first strike, a 13 on his second, and he is going to take advantage of striking a third time. His damage for his first attack, yeah, enough to kill a human in one shot. His second attack, enough to kill a human in one shot. His third attack, falling short there, so not killing the third human in a row, but nonetheless... Thank goodness, it was only two. Deal some damage. (laughs) How many humans are left, Noah? Can we get a a head count? (laughs) Nine, ten, eleven. It's like half. We're fine. We're okay. (laughs) It's less than half, but I mean, it's like half. You're correct. I said like half. (laughs) At this point, leaping over some of the housing, which, uh, which initially took that brunt of the damage, two of the Ogrima leap, levitate, and then land on the other side behind Chomper. The first one is going to hack at his tail with his axe. With a 17 on his first strike, he does so. With an 18 on his second strike, he does oh, so again. Wow. We're having Chomper's... a dragon tail tonight. So Chomper is going to take 19 damage on his first strike, and he is going to take 17 damage on the second one. At this point, the two Ogrima who are in the nest of humans are going to turn their attention towards Chomper. They are going to leap and try to land on his neck, Wait, doesn't that provoke opportunity attacks from all the humans that are left? Yeah, it's oh. going to provoke opportunity attacks from all the humans that are currently wow. on them. Good thing Fiavel is a DM as well. A two, <laughs> an 11, a 3, You a idiots! Emphasis! <laughs> <laughs> a 2, an 18, one of them yes, strikes. Finally. That's the president. Uh, he deals 6 damage. Good. Better That's all that. we needed. Yeah. Uh, They're going to leap up and try to land on the base of Chomper's necks, and they're going to begin to hack and slash furiously with their axes. The first one with a 17 is going to hit his second attack with a 3 is going to miss. The other one, going directly after him with an 11 pluses to hit, is going to miss, but with an 18 on his second strike is going to hit. Chomper is going to be taking 17 damage on the first strike, and 13 damage on the second strike, so 30 damage overall. We are now on to the humans' turns. They are all going to... I mean, they can no longer reach the Ogrima, who are atop Chomper at this point. They are going to form a defensive structure and get ready just in case any of the Ogrima fall or get dropped down to the ground. And we're now on to Fievel. Alright, where's the closest Ogrima to me? There are two who are at chomper's tail and those guys are 45 slash 50 feet from you on a diagonal probably gonna hit another one of them with a breath weapon just keep blasting that out he is going to roll a 16 plus his dex which makes a not not 20 uh 26 damage wow right, so takes 26 damage as he is struck in the back by your breath weapon that ogrima is going to hack and slash the tail with a nat 1, however, his axe shatters, breaking on the hard plating, you idiot. which obviously encases Chomper's tail. Frustrated, he then is going to look to pull a bow from his back with his quiver of arrows, but that's obviously an action, so he's going to leave that for next turn. Uh, whirling around, his, his volley of arrows is going to come towards you, Fievel. The humans atop the roof with the Ogrima, who is blurred are going to attack with a 4, a 2, an 18, so definitely a strike there. Yay. And an 8, that one of them is going to stab the Ogrima with a makeshift spear, dealing 9 damage. It's at this point that we are going to move over to Tyson McKay and the old man. Tyson, you are running through the forest at night, the moon illuminating the trees and tree branches as small drops of blood stream through the man's hands and you can hear them pitter-pattering against the leaves on the ground. You know the way to the cave, as does he, and so you guys make it there within just a few minutes. Looking at you, he says, After you. Okay. Hey, uh... <laughs> whispering, you know, he doesn't want to... He wants to be stealthy. Uh, I mean, we're going in anyways. And it knows we're coming, old man. Otherwise, he wouldn't have let you go. It's it's a, it's a mind game. I, put, I, 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 I It's a mind game. <laughs> looks at you and he says he didn't know that I escaped I slipped away oh he knew this okay. is what you want Noah like Jesus I go into the cave I better come back three days later <laughs> we can arrange that alright so 
So you're going to slide into the cave, the old man following you, and you land in that familiar entrance hallway of the cave where there are small bones. <sighs> Still smells like Rogar. <laughs> I'm glad you think so. Uh, the old man says he was keeping them further in. All right, well, nothing to do but go further in then. I think I know where he's keeping them. Would you like to lead or would you like the old man to lead? Make him lead. <laughs> he's an old man. Yeah, so if he gets hit with a trap, then Tyson knows it's not safe. I don't think there's any traps, but because there wasn't before. You know what? Yeah. Kids falling from the sky. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll go ahead. I want to okay. I want to be able to hit this thing first. All right, so Tyson McCarry, are you moving stealthily or are you moving at a quick pace? Tyson's pretty angry, but he remembers the words of Rogar, and that is, forks are bad and never trust anything. <laughs> so let's go in stealthy. <laughs> All right, uh, so you and the old man move stealthily through the hallway of the cave, making your first bend to the right and then the second bend to the left. You find yourselves peering into the darkness of the cave, the opening into the larger cave chamber here. The old man is behind you and he says, he has some sort of cage up top there. And he points to the opposite side of the cave structure, the part which you never explored, Tyson McKay, but which uh, which had a, a cage up there holding many of the children of the town of Traverse. Can I perception check this old man? Sure, you can. Roll me a... What, what are you looking for? Are you just wanting a description of him? I want to see... He's had his prune juice this morning. This guy's crazy. Tyson doesn't have a lot of trust anymore. I want to see if he's telling the truth or something, maybe. Mm, That he is who he says he is. A D20. It's a 20, not Nat. He seems very truthful that there was a cage up there with people in it. All right, all right. I take a peek and see if there's anything up there stealthily. So you're going to have to cross the cave chamber here and then walk up the ramp towards uh, the back of the cave. I pull out my wand first off. Hellfire's out now. Nice. Fantastic. I, you know, dust off whatever clothes I'm wearing. I don't know. And then yeah, just, just say, Ron, you ready to back me up? <laughs> Ronald. No, I, I, I walk out confident I'm going to die. <laughs> Plus 100 experience points. And you are walking to the opposite side of the cave looking yep. for the cage. Yep. Got to find these kids. Rogar didn't do a good enough job last time, so I gotta save him again. Okay, so Tyson McKay, (laughs) you walk up the ramp towards the area where the old man said the cage was. However, as you look forward, you do not see a cage with any children in it, but you do see Rogar's body slumped over on the ground. Buddy? There is a cackle from behind you, and you feel a piercing stab as that makeshift spear stabs you in the back. It is a 16 plus a to hit. Yep, it hits. I knew this was happening. Wait, Don't worry. Ron backstabbed him? Five damage. Uh, yeah, Ron was always backstabbing Harry. Oh, I don't know what you watched. It's because he went after his sister, you D-bag. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. So Tyson McKay, what is it that you'd like to do? I'm going to turn around and grab that little bitch by the throat. So you turn around and grab the little bitch by the throat. And sorry, you're going to say something? No, I'm going to shock and grasp him. Ah. So you turn around, grab the little bitch by the throat. As you are doing so, the old man is growing in size exponentially. He was at one point almost a foot shorter than you were. And his skin is changing from obviously the skin tone of a hard-working log and folk man to the sickly green and bluish hue of the oni his eyes become larger maniacally so and turn into that ghoulish yellow color his teeth enlarging as the smile continues to gape you're going to shocking grasp him as he's growing i'm gonna am yeah i mean your hands on his throat that's no problem you can just roll me your damage for that takes 18 damage Okay, he takes 18 damage. He laughs as he takes the damage and grows to his full size, which is large, uh, over 10 feet tall. The spear in his hand also changes shape back to the glaive, that long polearm-style weapon 
with the thin blade at the end of it. He is laughing as he says, You're going to die here like your friend. I knew it was you all along, old man. (laughs) And are you guys rolling initiatives? Hell yes. All right. The Oni with a natural one. Wow. (laughs) Nice. So I'm going to give you two actions to start off here as the Oni is just delayed. Shrinks back down to an old man. He does not shrink back down to an old man. That's (laughs) enough out of you, Fievel. Rogar's dead body's watching you. I I know, I know. (laughs) Would flame strike work within a cave? I'm going to allow it. Uh, So I'm going to center it so it doesn't hit me, obviously, but... Okay, so he's going to roll his deck saving throw. A natural 20 on the deck saving throw. Okay, so he takes half damage then. <laughs> he's taking 16 damage. Half that's fire, half rating. I don't know if that makes a difference. All right. I didn't want to do this, but erupting earth. <laughs> Can you describe what erupting earth does, please? A fountain of churned earth and stone erupts in a 20-foot cube centered on that point. Each creature in that area must make a deck saving throw. All right, he's going to make a deck saving throw. It is a 10 plus his decks of 2. Yeah, he does not make it. This is I'm for ready. Rogar. Fuck yeah. So he takes 28 damage. Whew, dear me. And uh, yeah, so I screamed out, that's for Rogar. Um, and hopefully he just leaves after this. He does not. It is now the Oni's turn. Okay. And he's going to step back one foot and then he's going to strike at you with his glaive twice with a 14 pluses to hit yep. and his second strike which is an 18 pluses to hit he is going to hit you twice with the glaive damn it so 15 damage on the first strike and 20 damage on the second strike dear me Tyson McKay the Oni is going to end his turn in front of you not choosing to fly or become invisible but rather just duke it out with you mano a mano Tyson? I'm, I'm thinking, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Can I cast Fireball? You can. It's just if you hit him with it, you'll be within the Fireball. You take half damage from fire, though, right? As a fire planeswalker? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so I mean, you could <sighs> detonate it on yourself. You could detonate it on the ceiling behind him, engulfing him in it and not you. Ooh, yeah, let's do that. All right. Fireball time, casts away, and then uh, makes a deck saving throw. Let's see what I, you got. It's got a six altogether. That's a fail, buddy. Yeah, I think you can do it. You can't do it. You can't do it. I'm losing my mind over here, okay? <laughs> okay. Rogar's body's right behind me. <laughs> 34 damage. Ooh. And right. uh, is he wearing anything flammable? Technically, his cloak is flammable. All right. So it ignites into flame. Okay. Ignoring the, his cloak aflame and ignoring all the damage you're doing to him, he strikes again with his glaive twice towards you. The first strike is a 19 plus Shit. his to hit. The second strike is a nat 20. Uh, <clears throat> uh, God damn. <laughs> his first strike is going to deal 18 plus 4, so 22 damage. I might be down soon. No way of surviving that nat 20. You're a distance fighter, you idiot. His next strike is... I had to do it for Rogar. <laughs> so 16 times 2. Your boy is down. Uh, <laughs> Son of a bitch. Uh, so, Tyson McKay, you fall back on the ground, falling to zero hit points. You are unstable, flickering uh, between life and death. Minus 15, actually. Minus 15 hit points. I just want to make that clear. So in 5th edition, when you fall to 0, you are just at 0. I wrote minus 15, okay? (laughs) (laughs) The Oni steps towards you, smiling, as he grabs you by the throat and holds you up so you are eye level with him. He speaks in his native tongue, but you can understand, as your thermal vision begins to flicker. But he says, no, no. I want you to stay conscious for this. And he actually casts Cure Wounds on you hey, at a first level. So first Tyson, level, come on. You are, you are going to gain four health back, but he wow. currently has you around the neck, and it is a strength check v. strength check if you're going to try and fight him on that. 
This is sexual assault, and I fire fight back. Fight. His strength roll is a nat 20. Uh, does it beat an 18 plus 1, though? It does. I'll allow it. So he... <laughs> <laughs> he has you in his grasp. I mean, he doesn't have much strength, but that roll is, is relatively good. He then says, I want you to stay conscious for this, but I don't think I want you to see what happens next. He just feel? outstretches his long claws and begins to grasp at the base of your magical spectacles. Oh, God. He digs his claws in, and he's going to roll a strength check with a 14 plus 1. He is going to rip the glasses off of your face, Tyson, uh... your vision flickering and faltering completely as you are surrounded I... by darkness. He drops you to the ground, and you drop to zero hit points. You are not dead, but rather downed. As you hear him speak, as he walks away, he says, You couldn't save your friend, and now you will lose everything to the Oni. I don't have much, so, okay. (laughs) His footsteps walking away in the cave are the last things you hear as you are fading into unconsciousness. Tyson McKay, this is where we are going to end things for today. God damn it, Noah. Maybe pregnant in season two, and now you're fucking probably blinding me. Oh, God. What else do you want? You want... Am I... Am I like your Abraham or whatever? <laughs> Just testing me all the time. Well, Abraham talking. and Isaac. Yeah, yeah, whoever. Isaac's the one who, you know, he says to cut the penis off of... Or kill him. He says to kill him. Whatever. Whoever's tested. Tyson McKay. Well, Josh here, I guess you can say, I want to end things slightly positively, even though it's on a cliffhanger. Uh So Tyson McKay, the last thing you hear are the Oni's thudding steps walking away in the cave, and then there is silence. You have no vision, and you are surrounded by darkness. Seconds pass, and they turn into minutes when suddenly you feel a presence enveloping you and surrounding you and you are immediately stabilized at zero hit points okay (laughs) a voice speaks one that is familiar to you as you've heard it only once before the voice of the heron in your head the voice says I am sorry little one you want me to respond okay Lost my friends, lost my eyes. Probably gonna lose Fievel. That guy doesn't know what to do when he's on his own. (laughs) Hi! Can I tell you a story? Perhaps it will help. Okay, like a bedtime story. Story, story! (laughs) Yes, please, crane lady. Once upon a time, there was a farmer who lost a horse, ran away, and later that evening... All the neighbors from around the farm came and said to the farmer, Well, that's too bad, isn't it? And he said, Maybe. And the following day, the horse returned and brought seven wild horses with it. The neighbors gathering around that evening said, Well, that's fantastic, isn't it? And he said, Maybe. The next day, the farmer's son, trying to tame one of the horses fell and broke his leg and of course everyone came around and said well that's too bad isn't it and the farmer said maybe and the next day officers from the nation's army came round conscripting young men and they refused the farmer's son because his leg was broken the neighbors came round and said well that's wonderful isn't it and he said maybe do you understand, Tyson? Maybe. <laughs> what a response. <clears throat> the voice says, You see, Tyson, it is impossible to tell whether an event is inherently good or bad. So difficult to see what will be the consequences of a negative moment or the consequences of a good one. I think I understand. I will stay with you until you are stable, little one. Do you have a name? 
you are greeted by silence and after a few minutes a flow of uh, positive energy or health kind of streams to you it's small and just kind of trickles um, and seems to feel like warmth running through your veins Tyson McKay you begin to gain health at a rate of one health point per second I wait 80 seconds you are more than welcome to wait 80 seconds however there is no healing the damage done by ripping out the cursed spectacles which had implanted themselves into your orbitals your eyes have become gouged and damaged and you cannot see that's supposed to be a bad thing right Noah maybe (laughs) (laughs) it could maybe be a bad thing or maybe not put me through more trials Noah what else can you take off my body we don't want to start playing that game (laughs) (laughs) okay ladies and gentlemen that is where we're going to leave things for today will Tyson McKay be able to recover will Fievel Mazentrov the Drake and the remaining humans be able to fend off the town from the Ogrima and the Oni all these questions answered next time on the Dicey D20 can you answer them now I cannot Damn. and I think you know that Tyson I I can't see who are you who's talking (laughs) it's not not, not how hearing works (laughs) Dabbledob, is that you? Oh, jeez. All right, well, I'm sad now that I have no eyes, but I can't cry, so keep that bottled up, too. My dead friend is on the right beside me, and Fievel's about to get his butt penetrated by this Oni that's coming. So, you know, stay tuned Whoa. next week on the Dicey D20. It won't fit. <laughs> <laughs>